It is free, free talk, talk live. live. Hey, okay. you, you saved <laughs> the music it. Nice. was almost completely faded. I was like, huh, come on. <laughs> It's getting nervous. Yeah, it's headed to throw the shirt on because it's not Topless Tuesday. I mean, I guess I could do whatever we want with that. But uh, hey, we've got a special guest to start the show. By the way, with you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. But we actually didn't have a chance to successfully test his audio beforehand. But I, I can hear, hear something. Him. I can hear him. So hopefully he can hear us. Do we have uh, Etienne de la Boissy squared with us? I think he's having some uh, some some issues with uh, with his mic. So we're going to try to get him on here uh, in in just a moment. Uh, but if you want to join the show, of course, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, I don't think we introduced ourselves. It's Ian. It's Bonnie. We did. And Aria. Right, yeah, sorry, we guys. did. Get a little distracted here at the, uh, the beginning of the show. Uh, we're going to talk tonight about the Karen who is a, like a real-life Karen that is attacking... Is her name really Karen? It's yes. really and Karen. And her middle Good name Lord. is Sue. It's like Karen, Karen Litigious Steel. Yep, so, yeah. Why well, would anyone... I mean, okay, so the Karen thing didn't exist back when people were really naming their kids Karen, but... That's true. I can't imagine anyone being... Ha- why, would, why wouldn't you change your name at this point? It's the year 2022. <laughs> it's really easy to change your name. I think things about that are things like that all the time and people just are too attached to their names like um people whose last name like a woman whose last name is Grossman I would change my oh, last awful. name instantly if it was Grossman. Yeah, I think it's like 110 bucks to change your name legally in uh I don't New think Hampshire. it was even that expensive. Was it? I don't remember now, but I I mean it didn't this was during COVID, but it didn't require a hearing or anything when I did. I it was just an online filing fee and I wanna say it was twenty five dollars. used to have like a ten second long hearing. Let me see if he if he's uh, got us now. Etienne, are you there? I am. Excellent. Are you guys me? Excellent. We hear you. Loud Perfect. and clear. Uh, welcome to the show. That's Etienne de la Boise Squared, by the way, a gentleman we've had uh, co-host Free Talk Live here and there over the last several years. Uh, I think a lot of us know him from his appearances at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and spending some amount of time uh, living here in New Hampshire. You kind of float around different places, though. Welcome back. Uh, I bounce in and out. It's good to be with you and your audience. Yeah, I, I was surprised the other day when I was reading uh, one of your articles, which you've been writing some pieces about the HBO series, which just wrapped up uh, its six-week run last week, called The Anarchists. And you've been publishing over on Substack, which uh, your URL is artofliberty.substack.com. And we actually read your first uh, when you reviewed the first episode of The Anarchist, we read that on the air just to get a counter to what some people were saying about the series. Because there have been different viewpoints about it. Uh, when we first heard about it on Free Talk Live, I actually heard about it somewhere off the air. I heard, oh, well, the producers of The Anarchists are, they're anarchists. So it's going to be, and they had a deal with HBO where HBO wasn't going to edit the thing and HBO wasn't going to touch the thing. And so it's going to be what their vision was for this thing with without the, the meddling of, of Hollywood. That was the, the pitch uh, that we heard. And you had sort of the complete opposite uh, viewpoint on that. So we, we shared that on the air. And then I spotted that you'd come out with uh, episode three and four, or sorry, two and three, and now I guess most recently four. And I just happened to notice in one of them, you said that Free Talk Live was controlled opposition. And I said, how? I said, Etienne, what? <laughs> you got to explain that one because, like, you know, we've had you on the air and we like you and 
We I'm like very your, curious about this one as well. Yeah, we like promoting your book. And, and then you reached out via email and you said, well, let's talk about it on the air. And I said, all right, great. So here you are. So pitch me. All right. Well, before I start off, I want to just because you're because this all kind of came out of uh, the anarchists. And I want to just kind of take you through what I think is going on with both the anarchists and Anarchapulco. And so my thesis is that I believe that the Anarchapulco conference is an intelligence agency organized crime operation to steer the modern peaceful anarchist voluntarist anarcho-capitalist and crypto-anarchist movements into drugs, controlled opposition voices, and media operations, unintelligible, unwholesome, or controlled artists, infighting, etc., while smearing and tarring the movement through association with con men, drug dealers, and murder, while stealing the oxygen from legitimate liberty movement conferences, artists, and authentic voices. And so I, I say that the operation is kind of very similar to what is now kind of admitted as the CIA's creation and promotion of an admitted CIA asset, Gloria Steinem, who is on camera admitting that she worked for the CIA and Ms. Magazine. So back then, you know, they, you know, it wasn't really, you know, conferences and media operations or the media operation was Ms. Magazine and to, to steer the agency and you know, created and controlled feminist movement. And that's been real documented by the book, The Mighty Warlitzer, how the CIA played America. I mean, that, so the- I just want to interject real quick. I don't know anything about her, but I do know that you have like TJ the spy who used to work for, I think, as a contractor for the NSA or something. No, he like actually that. worked for the NSA, according okay. to him. And he's friendly to the show. I've never had any reason to doubt him or anything like that. So I, I don't necessarily think that someone having been affiliated at some point in their lives with one of these intelligence agencies necessarily must tar them for the rest of their life. But I also want to say that if something like that isn't going on, at least a little bit in the anarchists, uh, I mean, the anarchopolco movement, I mean, the feds would be stupid for not taking um, that opportunity. But it's just that to say that everyone is involved together, that's just well, crazy. That's not what he's saying. No, well, I, I'm, 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 I wanted to ask that, him. I wanted to ask him, yeah, like, yeah. is that what you're saying? I mean, you called Free Talk Live a controlled opposition. It just seems like you're not really being that uh, filtering for who you're calling controlled opposition. If you're calling people who got raided by the FBI last year and are on having an ongoing uh, trial or whatever you want to call it, ongoing, uh, we're being attacked by the feds. They pulled the uh, Free Talk Live off the air for a couple days and pulled things out of the back of our substacks and we're controlled opposition working with the FBI doesn't really add up. So, so I, I wanted to kind of, fit, I wanted to set the stage by just, you know, going through the anarchists and Archipulco and then we can transition into free talk live. But the, so the, so the Archipulco conference where I've been, you know, both I've been, you know, I've been an attendee since the very first conference in 2015 I've been I've had the best selling book for three years in a row. Uh, I've been a main stage speaker. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm somewhat qualified to, you know, you know, see what myself and other you know, people have seen kind of, you know, behind the scenes in many cases, because we're connected to a lot of people that were on the Anarchapulco team or whatever. But Anarchapulco was running the classic CIA playbook which is to number one, deal drugs into the movement. So there's a very well-referenced book and documentary called drugs as weapons, uh, you know, uh, against us. 
that kind of breaks down how the CIA, you know, uh, deals drugs into, you know, different, uh, different uh, political movements. I mean, I know that, but you, you don't have to steer anarchists and libertarians toward drugs. I mean, they, they do that all by themselves. I mean, it'd be one thing if there was like a big heroin problem. Is there a big heroin or like crack cocaine problem? Or is it people doing things that everybody does? Like There's a cocaine. substantial coke problem. Yeah, like cocaine, things that people do like in normal parties in the USA who aren't libertarians. Just, you know, it's not, it doesn't seem like you need to force that on people who are anarchists. Uh, no, I mean, so like, I, you know, I'm, first of all, nobody likes to party more than I do. I throw, I used to throw the biggest, you know, and absolute coolest party at the conference called the turtle party, where we'd have as many as 300 people that would come out to our turtle sanctuary. I, I go to two to three. I probably go to hell. I'm in an I've been to the turtle party. It was, a, it was definitely yeah. a cool party right there. But it the wasn't controlled opposition when you did it. Well, we're going to continue here. Uh, Etienne, I, I suppose you've got plenty of time for us, right? Like we can oh, have you for at least yeah, an yeah. hour. Okay. All right. More coming up here. Uh, Etienne de la Boise Squared. He's an author, by the way. We'll talk about his book a little bit, too. Uh, coming up here in moments. And maybe you want to comment on The Anarchist, the new HBO documentary series. Uh, there's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Although right now, if you want to join the show, uh, you should have a question or comment uh, for our guest, Etienne de la Boise Squared. He is uh, an author. We've had him on as a guest host here from the, the studio. I think he was sitting in this chair you were sitting in, Bonnie. Uh, and, but he's on the line right now, and we're going to bring him back here in just a moment. But I do want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. So if you're ready to start learning about cryptocurrency, you can go to Bitcoin.com, and they will help you with that. You just click Get Started right there at the top of the page, and that will get you over to some great introductory information because there's some basic concepts that you really ought to get down before you get into maybe spending some money on some crypto. Uh, go and take a little bit of time. I think the first video is all of three minutes long, so you can go over there and spend uh, as much time as you want or as uh, as little as you want over at uh, Bitcoin.com, but you should get some of the basics down first. Go to click Get Started at the top of the page, and once again, that's Bitcoin.com. We also, of course, uh, they have the, uh, the excellent news website where you can get the latest news headlines from the world of cryptocurrency over at news.bitcoin.com. Etienne uh, de la Boise Squared, go ahead and plug your uh, your book. Uh, it's it's an excellent kind of coffee table book. You can kind of turn to any old page at any time and find something interesting, something eye-opening. And I know you've kind of uh, retitled it over the years and revised it a few times. So what's, it, what's the current title so I don't get it wrong? Well, it's government the biggest scam in history exposed and uh, it's in its fourth edition right now. And I'm working on the fifth edition and I'm uh, several, several months late in getting it out, but I hope to ship it next month and it will be retitled government and the COVID the two biggest scams in history exposed. We're all right. breaking down the scam of the, uh, the COVID. That's a big one. Cool. I'm looking forward to, uh, to hearing more about that. 
as it gets closer. So you've called or we had you on the show tonight because uh, the Anarchist has come and gone. It's a, it was a six week long documentary series on uh, HBO. Well, its debut has come and gone. It yes. will remain on sure, HBO course, Max for at least a foreseeable future. And that was how I I finally got around to watching most of it today. Right. Bonnie and I, we saw it uh, week by week as it came out. There were some watching events here in Keene that one of the activists, uh, co-hosts of ours, Captain Kickass, put on. So you and I, Bonnie, we've seen the full thing. Uh, Howard, I, or uh, Etienne, I presume you've seen, uh, have you seen all ep- six episodes at this point? I have seen all six episodes. Uh, I'm, up to, I'm, I'm, I'm up to reviewing number four. I published the uh, the review of the fourth episode today. Is John Galt really dead? Now you were alleging, before we get too deep in here, you, you started by alleging that the Anarchapulco, which is a, uh, was, maybe still is, I guess, is still going on, a yearly event happening in Acapulco, Free Talk Live attended for a few years until there was a particular organizer that kind of ran us out by basically just being awful, um, Jessica Kill, who was mentioned in the in the series a few times. But uh, it was a great. I could see her being a fed. It was a lot of possibly very well possibly. Um, it, it was a lot of fun, and it was. I thought it was a good, a good event. It was where we met actually, Etienne, you and I. And so definitely, you know, good things happened there. Connections were made. But you alleged that the whole thing was like a. I don't know, some sort of government plot. Do you think that was true from the beginning or did that happen midpoint? What do you, what, what do you, what's your yeah, speculation? I think, uh, I think the whole thing was designed for, uh, they, they took a, a, a charismatic, charismatic con man named Jeff Berwick and they propped him up with a media operation so that he could crowd gather the modern anarcho capitalist, uh, crypto anarchist, peaceful anarchism movement. They promoted his videos on, you know, on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at the same time that they were, you know, uh, de-indexing or deplatforming or demonetizing uh, authentic voices. And then once uh, for the first couple of years, and keep in mind, I was there since, you know, the very, very beginning, uh, it was, you know, authentic uh, voluntarists and libertarians and, and uh, anarchists. And then kind of around 2018, there was the, what I like to call the bait and switch. And now here comes judge Napolitano and David Ike and lizard people and uh, Dr. G spot. Quick question. Was, when, when was the first anarcho 2015. So was David Ike there speaking about lizard people? Because he's written 10 books. It's not like the only thing he talks about. I think about. he gave like a six hour long presentation and he covered a lot of stuff from what I understand. I'm sure it was up to just like lizard people. Was it 2015? I look at David Ike as kind of the Alex Jones of the UK, or maybe you could say Alex Jones is the, is the David Ike of the UK. And they'll tell you everything that's already out there, voluminous detail. But at the end of the day, you really can't forward anything on because everybody knows that David Icke is all about lizard people. And so anything good that comes out of David Icke is going to be, you know, is going to be kind of downgraded by your friends that are going to just kind of go, dude, that's the guy that thinks it's lizard people. And so it's kind of like the, the uh, you know, the turd in the punch bowl. Well, that's right, also but, just appealing to the <laughs> weakest, I mean, the well, lowest right, common yeah, denominator. Yeah. It's like, sorry, I already think this about this person, so I can't possibly gain anything good from learning what he has to say because I already think something silly about, you know, what he believes. I think you have your what? timeline wrong, though, dude, because I don't think the YouTube purchase was going on as early as 2015. I don't think that really began until 2017 or 2018. 
the per you mean the purchase of YouTube by Google? Well, Google owns YouTube, right? So the purchase of Libertarian Voices from YouTube and social media in general, that wasn't going on back then. That didn't really start until Alex Jones was kicked off Facebook, and that was like 2018 or 2019. Well, I mean, that's when they began, you know, the complete takedowns. But I think that they were they were demonetizing the weren't they? behind the scenes for years. Yeah, weren't they demonetizing that far back? I feel like they were. Yeah, but demonetizing um, that's how they started with it, That's how they started. They started by demonetizing channels or partially demonetizing channels. But that's not deplatforming anyone no, like he's alleging. Well, that's but they started by doing that. He's and alleging they, that they, they escalated. He, he's alleging that they started deplatforming quote legitimate anarchist voices while leaving people like Jeff Berwick up there. And I, I think that timeline is factually incorrect. Hmm. I don't know. But I, I think the the my main point is that uh, is that. It was a. It was in conjunction with the CIA's, you know, uh, ability to manipulate the DARPA internet algorithmically through, you know, two to three dozen companies that have been overfunded to, uh, you know, uh, and given patent protection and other, you know, uh, uh, things to allow them to control their little version of the the uh, internet information space. And so that my, I think my point is, is that, you know, um, is that, is that I think that that was part of the deal is we're going to use our, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube assets to promote this con man at the same time that we're algorithmically censoring authentic voices, allow him to gather the crowd. And then we're going to steer the crowd into controlled opposition, media operations and drugs and then we're going to have uh, HBO uh, Blumhouse, which I like to call Scumhouse, Blumhouse Television, come in and then tar everybody. And the way that they tar everybody is, you know, is to associate uh, the, the conference and all the attendees with drug dealing and murder and scum. All right, can, I, can I interject really fast? I, yeah. mean, I, yeah. I was just going to say you think that, but the, the conference actively pushed Free Talk Live out, and you still think Free Talk Live is a controlled opposition? Well, we haven't gotten to his allegations okay, about that yet. I know you want to get to that, but it's not that. It's just we'll, we'll get to it here in just a moment. Already is confusing. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join us here. we got more with Etienne de la Boise Squared on the way. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com Free Talk Live, and uh, of course you can join us here, although right now if you have a question for Etienne de la Boise Square, that would be the preferred call. We'll get to all other calls a little while later. The number is 603-283-6160. He's making some pretty wild allegations. Was the Anarchapulco event uh, that I guess is still happening in Acapulco, I have not gone for the last few um, after Free Talk Live couldn't come to an agreement with the new organizer that they brought in in, in uh, 2019 to attend the 2020 uh, episode. There was also a penthouse involved, and I think there were 
if I recall correctly, and I don't you know twist my arm, but I think they were disrespectful to some friends of ours. Yeah, to the AnyPay guys, yes. uh, Derek mm-hmm. J and Stephen, who wanted to throw a big party in a penthouse and had gone so far as to like rent the thing and were putting thousands of dollars into it. And this this woman that they had brought in to run the show uh, as of 2019. So. You know, we met her in 2019 because we were already planned to go there, and then she really started to put in the the control that she was trying to take over this thing in 2020, and and she just essentially ran the AnyPay guys out. She ran Free Talk Live out. Um, but yeah, well, and if, if you want to throw a really cool party, there's no one better than the AnyPay the guys. Any pay guys for sure. Uh, so we got Etienne de la Boise. We don't, we don't want cool parties. Cool parties are that's what the opposition does. The controlled opposition does. Well, and yeah, I think we're going to disagree on on that point here, as as we already have uh, Etienne. But uh, you know, there's there's plenty of people within the liberty movement who will do all the partying and and all the drugs that they can, with or without any any federal involvements. But but that aside, uh, your perspective here is that this was some sort of a long uh, plot by the federal government to kind of tar the anarchist community and you think that the hbo presentation is part of that the this uh, the anarchist series i wanted you to continue yeah, it, was a com- it was a combo package where they had to get they had to first it took them a couple of years to actually establish the audience but uh once they've once they established the audience, that's when they could smear it and steer it, and then that's when they brought in the team from HBO and uh, Scumhouse Media that then produced the series that tars us all with the brush of drug dealing, murder, and scum. And they didn't tar me with any brushes. Uh, well, so the majority of people that I've uh, talked to feel that we that uh, that the voluntarist anarchist movement comes out very, very poorly, and we we all look bad by association, and that. So this that, is why collectivism is crazy. Well, right? the reality of it, Aria, is people do think in groups, and so sure. when people but anarchists are supposed to not do that, anarchists aren't, and maybe they aren't. But the the, the most people who are watching this show are average folks who well, have maybe... an HBO subscription, and so those people are absolutely going to say, "Oh, well, you know, all these people must be drug dealers and murderers." But or like when you like have that. the Tiffany GameStop super mom going out there flipping out because someone calls her a guy at GameStop or whatever. That doesn't reflect on me as a no, trans person. It shouldn't. But there are definitely people out there who will say to themselves, oh, well, this is how all trans people act. And it's not sure. fair. But those that's people how certainly exist. Those people but are. That's, that's very different from me feeling like I was tarred. My reputation was damaged by what this other oh, person I did. Right? I, I, I agree with you. I don't feel I know that those, other people will yeah. think that, but that's very different from me as an individualist going, I'm responsible for the actions of this person who isn't me. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I agree with you uh, that I didn't feel like I was in any way attacked or harmed by this particular thing. I think all I'm of the Just gave the me viewpoint. something to think or to talk about, like in say or speak out against that viewpoint honestly like they're they're gonna try to do it one way mm-hmm. anarchists need to get better at doing the opposite thing putting out what they're really about and not just being like oh i can't be called an anarchist because people might not know what that means because we need to do a poll of what all americans think a word means before we're able to use it and only use it the definition of what dumb public school americans think words mean so, Etienne, uh, I, I'm kind of of two mindsets about this particular series. I think that 
I disagree with you that it was some sort of controlled uh, FBI or, or CIA plot. I think that you're just looking at the the drama. They're looking at the drama. They wanted to promote the drama because that's what's going to get people to tune in. If I mean, it was just a if it was a you know two part series about all the great people who attended. Uh, Anarchapulco, which of course is the majority, right? Like most people attending this event were just good, li- liberty-loving folks that wanted to network and hang out for a weekend in in Acapulco and chill on the beach together. That's the bulk of what was going on. That's really what this conference and, and not was. Not only were they not only were they entrepreneurs, and not only were they uh, you know uh, well-heeled and, and crypto investors and regular investors and business owners and things like that. Uh, the the crew from Scumhouse Media, instead of spending time with with those kind of people or the speakers, many of whom were world class experts in their own topics, they spent their entire time with the drug dealers and the riffraff. So they pointed the where the story was. Point two five percent of the of the crew. They followed them around for years, and then I just want everybody that's listening to ask yourself, okay. What are the odds? Okay, just you know, just what are what do you think the odds are that HBO Scumhouse follows this group of people around for years and not one is so then so then and then one of them is involved in a murder and then three of them who were dealing drugs into the liberty movement are all now allegedly dead. So like I know dead like there's a couple of people that I know that are legitimately dead but I like I don't I haven't been to that many funerals cuz you know I'm I'm you know not that old but mm-hmm. what are the odds that th- that the essentially three of the cast of Anarchapulco the anarchists are all now deceased what are the odds of that and I, I don't know, but you you do realize question. that th- this is how narratives and stories work, right? As Ian was beginning to point out, a two-part series where they're just following around normal upstanding people about a conference that they're having once a year, that's boring as hell. No one is going to watch it. No one HBO is going to put that on the air. No right. one is going to fund that to be created. Just like they're not doing, you know, documentaries about the the... All, the triple the e3 the gaming expo that they have each year no one's doing any documentaries about that because it's boring or pax east or whatever convention you want or furry mm-hmm. conventions it's, well there's it's probably just a some convention. gamer there's probably well, hold on there's probably some gamers that go to those docu you know go, those things shoot some footage get some interviews and only gamers watch those yeah right? but that's, that's not it. making a documentary no. about it and trying to get it on hbo it's not going to get a, a wide audience right. i think there could be interesting things recorded about people who moved their lives from other countries to go live you know and become actual anarchists and you know move i I wanted to hear more from that lady that moved to belize Mm -hmm. like people like that seem like they had interesting things to say but um i i want to say to etienne documentary about that well does it have to be a six-part documentary well what what i want to say to etienne is i know that hollywood is is another arm of the government and i don't uh doubt that they could have been take taking little parts that they wanted to make look bad um and make anarchists look bad. I don't doubt that at all. I'm just saying that they could come to New Hampshire and do that to us. They could come here and focus only on the bad, worst parts, uh, worst things going on here without it making us be feds. You know, 
Like okay, they, that, that's what Hollywood does. That's an excellent segue, Bonnie. Because I know right. you're chomping at the bits. Yes, now, clearly. <laughs> let's talk about this. All right. And so, first of all, I want to say that, like, like I legitimately like Ian, and I think that he's done absolutely fantastic work. Like the, I'll tell you, one of my favorite videos of all time that I've sent to people is Ian throwing the tax collectors out of uh, Porkfest. Oh yeah, uh, that was fun. I, yeah, that's pretty. He's pretty cool for a Fed, right? But, well, but it wasn't just me. I couldn't have done that if there weren't twenty five people that were there all standing together. So it was, you know, I had a camera and I, I was saying things, but it was ultimately the group of people I think that that had that effect on those men. They they wouldn't have just walked. They wouldn't have turned around and walked out of Pork Fest if it was just me with a video camera. I don't think. I think they would have kept right. going. Yeah, exactly. Hold that thought. I know you're you're leading up to something here. Hang on. Etienne de la Bossi Squared is with us. Uh, He's the author of Government, the Biggest Scam in History Exposed. And we will continue here in a moment. Because what you're getting to, Bonnie, is that he made made the statement online that Free Talk Live is controlled opposition. So he's going to, I guess, explain that. uh, I was just saying about those people that just because the HBO made them look bad didn't mean they're feds. There's more coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and we do have Etienne de la Boise Squared on the line with us here. If you want to join the show, if you got a question for him, the number is 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. He is giving us a, a quite the conspiracy theory here tonight. Uh, and it's that the is same the, thing libertarians always say about other libertarians. They're secretly a fed. That is true. They're Everybody, a plant. It does happen a lot. In fact, I will say this, uh, Etienne, it's worth pointing out that it has been said that you are, in point of fact, the uh, the secret fed. I'm sure you've heard that one before, right? Oh, I've heard it once, but yes, it's happened to me as well. I understand that that is a legitimate thing, which is why I don't throw these things out lightly. Well, you kind of do, because so far I haven't heard any substantiating evidence. Well, I mean, I wrote, I wrote, if you go to artofliberty.substack.com, I mean, I, I did four, you know, I've done four very, very detailed articles. I've done uh, at least uh, probably seven or eight interviews with uh, insiders in Anarchapulco, members of the Anarchapulco team. I'm doing a real investigation. This isn't just me, you know, typing stuff on the internet. And I was there watching it unfold uh, since 2015. When was your last I- year there? Are you still uh, there? 2020. No, I go to Agora Polko, mm-hmm. which is the, for the people that realize uh, Anarchapulco is a scam. Uh, but 2020 was my uh, my last time mm-hmm. at Anarchapulco. Let's come back to this this thing about evidence and witnesses. Though. Witnesses mean nothing to me. The opinions of other people don't mean anything. You're not going to convince me by getting 50 people together who all agree with you that, oh, yes, they're really FBI agents or they're, they're really well, controlled how are you opposition. Get evidence I want some that. actual people evidence. Witness to Lily selling drugs, selling cocaine, even though she says she wasn't. That, like, you know, people that said, I know for a fact that she was selling drugs. And this is so why what? She wants to move into another people. country. Why would she admit to selling drugs in that country? Well, whether she was selling drugs or not, that doesn't make her controlled opposition. Yeah. That well, true. So, so again, uh, by the way, we only have eleven minutes, right? I mean, we could bring you into the, sec- the second hour if uh, if you want to. But yeah, why don't want to come back around to what you were going to say about Free Talk Live because that's certainly what started the whole conversation in the first place. 
you had yeah. made the allegation that Free Talk Live was controlled opposition, and you were you were going to give me a compliment before getting into the real dirt. So let, let's let's hear it. Well, well so, so like I said, you guys have done good work here. I'm going to just kind of run down my list of things, and then I'd like to get through the list so we don't get stuck on you know like one thing for like the rest of the thing, and then we can circle back and we can talk about the individual points. Okay. But it seems like that, that, you know, in the same way that, that Anarchopolco is trying to, you know, or the anarchist is trying to, you know, guilt by association, the freedom, the, the anarchy movement with drug dealers and riffraff, um, I'm somewhat suspicious that there is a transvestite satanic priestess on the, on the, uh, on the show. And that she makes, according to people that I've talked to, campaign contributions to political candidates in the Free State Project that they then have to go and refund because they don't want it listed as a priestess of the satanic, you know, uh, say, you know, that a satanic church. Um, that was never refunded, by the way. Iconography in the uh, in the Fork Fest. Uh, you know, thing where you're, where you got the forks doing the Baphomet and I watched uh, <laughs> you guys do a satanic uh, rock show in the Agora. Va- I think it was in Agora Alley. It may have been in the, in the adult section, but <laughs> I, a couple of years ago and it was the most, there was all kinds of sat- poster satanic posters and like, just cr- like absolute craziness Rock that seemed, to, that seemed to, you know, that would have, that would have made people like normie people in the <laughs> fest crowd, you know, go, wait, wait a minute. Oh I no, not appealing. So we don't get stuck on one, on one thing. Um, well, that's like I'm asking for a license to lay out a bunch of criticisms playing. about me and not be challenged on it. So, well, yeah, I, yeah, I, so I, before I, we I, move I, further I, on I, that, I, no, 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 no. Before we I'll move further, we're just going to forget about everything if we go through 11 that. points or whatever you said. I, what yeah, yeah. satanic imagery at the FUD concert are you talking about? Because uh, there's video yeah. of it online. If someone can demonstrate even one satanic image in that concert, there was a there was a poster of three women that were in in panties and that their legs were making a pentagram and that that oh. was that was that was, a, that was the joke. A, like, that's <laughs> I remember. Okay, so you don't know what a pentagram is. Well, I know what he's talking about. It's the uh, yoga bitches, right? That image that uh, Captain Kickass found. Yeah, the, years not a ago. the the Jude the Jude the Star of Judah is in fact what they were performing, was and it? not a pentagram. Okay, I thought you, it was a pentagram. No, that was part of easily that's what, a pentagram. Five. It has five points. What would somebody that wasn't familiar with the details of Satanism think if they saw that? At a at a at a concert in the in a in a family friendly event like Pork Fest. I don't think you okay. have to be. Well, hold on, uh, it wasn't at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. First of all, so it again, wasn't the Porcupine Freedom Festival. No, it wasn't. No. Get your facts straight again. Okay, correct Festival. me. The literally the it's person who played somebody the concert put the poster up at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. That's where but he's the concert he saw wasn't it. played there. No, the concert was at Fork Fest. That is true, but it's possible. Okay, yes, I'm sorry, it was Fork Fest. Okay, and so I don't know how I'm responsible for your failure to understand the religious icon the religious icon that is the star of judah which is a judaic symbol and not a satanic one and you don't have to know anything about the details of satanism to know pentagram is five well look aside from the details about the 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 image i want to address what uh what etienne is saying here about what would people think 
if they saw this because the the joke it's a it's a meme that captain kickass came up with and he made a song about these women he called it i think pentagram pentagram yoga, yoga bitches, bitches. Yep. and it's a hilarious uh you know kind of parody kind of uh song that he came up with and it's very very funny so to, to those of us who understand that this is a joke it's funny uh there might be some like ultra right-wing christians that would take this very personally and that's certainly a possibility but the concert wasn't being advertised to those people so i don't know if that's really much but let's go on i want to i'm going to keep going with his list uh, so the so the the promotion of vermin supreme uh you know like i like i like like the i don't think that the free state project benefits from having it associated with a guy that ha- wears a boot on its head boot on his head and taking him around on a donkey <laughs> to various election places uh that's just going to that's just going to you know it's it's tarring the free state project by association jesus wrote well, a mule thank god um, you're not here uh uh you you know part of it is you guys were early bitcoin adopters and in, in my book government the biggest scam in history you know i make the case that the you know the nsa published their white paper um uh, how to make a mint the uh, cryptography of anonymous electronic cash 12 years before uh, Satoshi Nakamoto wrote his uh, white paper. Hold and on. Do so you make the case or do you make the allegation? That, yeah. Yeah. So I, so I'm, uh, I'm making the, yeah, I'm making the allegation okay. and then I'm saying, Hey, what a coincidence that some of the early adopters in Bitcoin were connected to uh, firms like Goldman Sachs, uh, connected to uh, Lockheed Martin, uh, Northrop Grumman IT, Boeing, um, uh, Hollywood, etc. So some of the early what I like to call manufactured moguls, and so just the, you know, and it's not it, none of these things are decisive. Each one is like a strand in the cable where you know you can break one of the strand, but you've got all these other strands that are kind of holding the thesis together. And so, uh, so the so the early uh, Bitcoin adoption, the fact that you guys have a media operation, and so the CIA's playbook, whether it's Hal Turner or whether it's uh, Jeff Berwick and you know Anarchast, is uh, they're funding media operations. Well, do they uh, have ones that are completely created by one person? Uh, like I said, to steer them, the association with Chris. I'm sorry, but I, wait, Ian, I can't talk to this person if he can't have a conversation. I don't want to listen to his monologue. I'm sorry. What's your question? I said, do those people have media organizations completely set up by one person in their own home? Like Ian doesn't need anyone else to run his blog and radio show. He literally sets up the stuff himself and does it. He's not like a big giant company with millions of people hired or something like that. You realize that, right? Do you think that, do you realize I've what been, Free Talk I've Live is? It's a, very, it's a very sophisticated media operation. I'm in the, I used to be in the AV business I, and I understand the complexity of what Ian is doing in his, uh, in his studio. 100%. So I'm not real clear on, you're, you're suggesting that Free Talk Live, because we've been successful, must be, you know, it's evidence that we're it's because you have a satanic yeah. tranny on here. Well, no, no. But what I'm saying is, is that that so there's a there's a playbook that the the intelligence agencies use to steer movements, and part of that playbook is media operations, and it's just one more cable in the, in the like one more thread in the cable. All right, so satanic tranny vermin supreme. But before we get that, radio show. is there anything Bitcoin. a satanic trans person could do that you would find acceptable? 
That's a good question. So I don't think have anything against trans, uh, uh, transvestites yeah. at all. All right, hang on. Hey, hang on. We, we, we got to give him time to answer that question. Hang on. We're coming up here. Hour number two is coming up. Remember that question and re-ask it coming up. As inflation surpasses another 40-year high, the U.S. dollar continues to weaken. Savvy investors are diversifying into gold and silver, and you can also own the most stable assets in recorded history with bullionmax.com. Bullionmax.com is a direct-to-consumer precious metals retailer who can help you diversify into gold and silver. It's security for your family in times of crisis. Buy direct from bullionmax.com without talking to a salesperson and your precious metals ship fully insured directly to your home. It's fast and easy. Free Talk Live has a special offer to get you started. Get bullionmax.com silver starter kit at employee pricing. Just go to bullionmax.com FTL. This kit includes five ounces of the most desirable silver products, including a 2022 Silver American Eagle, a Buffalo Round, and a Buffalo Silver Bar. This offer is limited to one per household, so get yours now. Go to bullionmax.com FTL. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. Uh, you can dial in 603-283-6160. Coming up, we're going to talk about Karen, a real-life Karen that is attacking the liberty-oriented state reps here, the most freedom-oriented state reps that voted in favor of independence, because there's a bunch of supposed liberty reps that did not vote. In favor, I should say not just in favor of independence, but in favor of letting the people vote on the question about independence. We'll get into what's going on with, uh, again, a real-life Karen coming up here. But uh, first, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. Thank you. And we still have uh, Etienne de la Boise Squared. He is expressing his theories surrounding, and he's saying he's doing some research, and he's doing a lot of writing. His website, by the way, is uh, artofliberty.substack.com if you want to read uh, what he's been saying about the HBO series The Anarchists and the uh, Liberty Convention Anarchapulco, which you have attended many years, Etienne, more than I did. I attended three of them uh, and and had, and had a good time. And I, and I think that some of your critiques of the show are valid you know, from the perspective of it doesn't represent what really happened, right? As far as the, these events at Anarchapulco were... Great gatherings, great parties. Ron Paul was there. You know, lots of big names. Really principled people were there. And then there were some some con artists that were there, too. And that's what's going to happen when you get 2,000 people together. There's a good chance that well, a couple of Well, to be fair, them- the documentary is about the lives of specific anarchists. It's not a documentary about Anarchapulco or the conference there. There just happened to be a conference there that's... Where well, these anarchists happen to live. It's a documentary purportedly about the anarchists that moved the to Anarchist. It's even called The Anarchists. Yes, but so it's not it's called Anarchopolco, the documentary. It, no experience with anarchists would go, oh, this is what anarchism's all about. So it you're going like to completely ignore my point, dude. My point was that it's not called Anarchopolco, the documentary. It's called The Anarchists. It's about anarchists. It is. No, yeah. it's about it's about a tiny little subsection of anarchists that are scumbags, drug dealers, and riffraff. 
They couldn't do a show about every anarchist in the world at once. Well, obviously they can't do that. And obviously they're going to do a show about the most dramatic anarchists because the ones that are just going to work every day and not, you know, aren't particularly remarkable aren't going to be worth sending a camera crew around with. So while I agree with uh, Etienne that they definitely focused on some of the worst uh, characters not all of them some of them were uh, they couldn't have picked people, a but... better character to focus on than jason henza easily the most sympathetic character they had on the show and the and the most evo- emotive from an em- the most evocative from an emotional standpoint absolutely stole the show oh i, li- I like jason he came to uh the porcupine freedom festival a couple of years ago but my point is they're going to focus on the drama and the 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 lower people tend to bring drama uh, generally, and the the most productive people are too busy doing you know productive things or whatever, and they're not going to be spending time uh, creating that that drama. No, no, Ian, you're I, pretty productive and have a lot of drama. He doesn't create the drama, though. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, obviously, the federal government wants to do what they're going to do, and that's a whole other whole other story. But and I would expect the same thing of a do, of a documentary focusing in in New Hampshire would be to focus on the the you know the the fire and not the things that are just really dull. But that aside, you were bringing up uh, some of the things you can you were concerned with regarding not so much free talk live. It seemed like per se, but just some of the personalities surrounding uh, this show, some of the objections or or things that maybe you didn't really totally understand. And you you went through a, a a list. There's still a few more I think that you had to go through. Do you want to hop through those real quick? Yeah, yeah. So um, so the association with Chris Cantwell, who was uh, you know featured in a uh, Disney Vice media uh, um, scam about the uh, Charlottesville uh, torchlight parade, where he appears to be a, another controlled opposition figure made, you know, uh, 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 that, that is showing up on controlled opposition platforms. The fact that I, before you guys knew who I was, when I was just, when I just called in because I'd met one of your, one of the, uh, the, the hosts back and she said, Hey, call, you know, call in on a Thursday night and I'm driving somewhere and I start dropping truth bombs and I got censored on free talk live, not by anybody that's on the, on the show right now, but it was Daryl Perry. When I started dropping truth bombs, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he hit the dump button and I, and I, so I myself have personally been censored before you guys knew who I was. The fact that you guys include these mainstream media news blurbs in between your, uh, (laughs) in between the, the, you know, the, uh, the, you know, in, in the show is, is somewhat suspicious and, and finally, you know, dealing drugs into the movement. And I personally, back when I smoked weed, I'm on a pause right now. I don't think anything's wrong with weed, you know, necessarily. But anybody that's dealing drugs into the movement has, has got my uh, attention because it's that is the, you know, the CIA's playbook. And, um, you know, that's about like that's that's essentially my main, you know, mm-hmm. my main list. But like it, from somebody looking in. You know, what would somebody looking in think about that list of things? And I mean, I hope you would at least agree that, you know, that that uh, that a reasonable person could look at what's going on and, and kind of scratch their head. And then really, I'm sorry, the other final thing was that you guys were essentially featured in the anarchists heavily. And if you take a look at the breakdown of the anarchists, 
the people that are featured heavily, the other people are what I believe to be guaranteed control opposition, whether it's Luke Radowski, <laughs> Jeff Bullock, or, right. you know. So there's a lot that you brought to bear here. And uh, Aria, I feel like you want to jump in. Yeah. So I asked you a question when we're going out to break, but be, but since we're since I have more than 10 seconds to ask the question, I'm going to ask it in a, in a more direct way, in a more convoluted way, actually. So I want to preface this by saying, look, I'm not accusing you of being transphobic or anti saint that's not the angle I'm coming from with this, okay? I want to get that out of the way. When I when I laid this out there, I don't want you to say, I have nothing against trans people because, frankly, I don't care whether or not you do. My question is much simpler than that. If you have a trans libertarian, what acceptable role can that person play in the liberty movement without you getting upset about it? What am I allowed to do that you don't think is too far? Am I allowed to have my own podcast? Or are you going to say, no, 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 we, we have to push this tranny back in the closet. We can't let her be out there on Twitch and DLive doing this show. Everyone, turn your eyes from the tranny. To what extent am I allowed to have my voice out there, my face out there without you being upset? So um, if it was just that, then I probably wouldn't have said anything and I probably wouldn't have this. It's all the other threads of the cable Aria. And it's, and it's not so much. Okay. The Satanism. It's not so much the tra- It's not so much the fact that you're a transvestite. It's the fact that yeah, you keep using that word. Um, I, I don't know if you're doing that on purpose made, or not. I've been told, I've been told that you make campaign contributions to political... She talked about her on this show, and she can tell. let her tell you about it. You keep saying it in an incorrect way. Because they don't want to be... They don't want to have campaign contributions. Who told you? Carla Garrett, the person to whom I made this donation. I don't want to jump to that conclusion. Who told you? Um, It was not Derek. No one said... Was it Carla Garrick or somebody else? Uh, I don't remember exactly who told right. well, okay, so you. Have no, about on the show. So you have no freaking source to back up your allegation. You're talking to the person who made this allegation. You're yeah. so disinterested in hearing the actual facts that you're going to regurgitate it's, this okay, nonsense. Wait, I, I, you know what? It, it, so I, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to protect a source, but, uh, I see. But, yeah, well, you've got the actual I, source I here. Like, like you, it sounds like you already know what happened. So I think uh, yeah, well, of course. why would it? Did it. <laughs> so, I mean, what do you want to explain it for him? Yes. Uh, Carla and I got into a dispute when I attempted to donate some money to the Porcupine Freedom Festival for they were having uh, issues with money, money raising and stuff like that. And she got upset saying, you know, we don't want money from the Re- Reformed Satanic Church. So I buried the hatchet and I gave her a $50 donation to her Senate campaign. That money was never returned to me. I, I, I don't know where you imagine that scenario up in your head, but it's factually incorrect. She kept that donation and she used it to run for office or whatever. And Carla and I, we currently get along fantastically. Yeah, it sounds like you are the victim of hearsay in that case, uh, if I had to guess. But we'll continue here because uh, I want to address some of the things on the list that don't have to do with you, Thank uh, which was the majority of them, by the way. Uh, but stand by. Etienne de la Poissy Squared is with us. And we're going to talk about as quickly as possible, too. I mean, I don't want to spend the rest of the show on this, which obviously could be done. Uh, Vermin Supreme, Chris Cantwell, Daryl Perry, the news breaks. <laughs> Get into it. Uh, more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. And. We'll open the phones up here in a little bit. In fact, we do actually have a couple callers on the line who want to speak with our guest, uh, Etienne de la Boise Squared. 
he is with us, and the uh, website for him is artofliberty.substack.com. There's been quite a bit of uh, disagreement among some of the hosts here tonight with Etienne, but I do appreciate him sticking with us and you know doing his best to lay out his opinion, uh, which ultimately is uh, to summarize what's been almost an hour and a half at this point, but uh, to summarize that Anarchapulco was essentially like a, a government plot to make the... Uh, the movement of voluntarists and anarchists look bad and that the anarchists series the hbo documentary series is sort of part of that whole thing uh he mentioned that certain individuals and media organizations are controlled opposition and you had a list of things you went down uh etienne that uh, you you kind of went down through most of it we there was a couple interruptions but i i took notes as you were doing that so i could go back and and uh, and address some of some of the concerns. Now, I have no idea if any of this is going to persuade you or anything like that. But for what it's worth, I wanted to get it out there. Are you still with us? I am definitely. All right. So uh, let's see. There was uh, you brought up Vermin Supreme, and he's definitely a polarizing character in the liberty movement. There's a certain group of people within, say, the Libertarian Party. Remember Vermin? Uh, for those that aren't familiar, he's this sort of. Uh, comedian basically he's basically a he's a performance a artist yeah he, he performs as a character the real man i know is his real name and he's like a painter by trade that's what he does for a living that's how he actually makes money and vermin's this thing that he does every uh, few years when he comes out and runs for president and he puts a boot on his head and he has a silly thing that he you know he says funny things that he says and he's basically just making fun of the political process and the politicians out there and, and skewering them now the, the various different uh, complaints about vermin come from different uh, sides so some people say, well, he's too leftist. He shouldn't be in the, the libertarian movement. Other people say, well, he's too silly and he's making us look silly by wearing a boot on his head. And I think you were coming from the silly side uh, when with your complaint about him uh, earlier. Lots of uh, libertarians. We watched the Libertarian Party debate and two out of the six candidates have costume headgear on. Uh, it makes the Libertarian Party look like crap. There's just absolutely no way that two different, you know, of the two two different members of the Libertarian Party presidential run are wearing costume headgear. It's 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 designed to make the Libertarian Party look bad. What's wrong with a, a party that is about uh, the establishment being a complete and utter uh, s show? <laughs> Good catch. Um, Bonnie, What's I'm wrong with them making the? Uh, let me finish my question, please, sure. Mr. Like monologues. Um, what's wrong with them making the system look like an S show? I mean, it is. I mean, what's wrong with that? They're making a statement for one thing, for another. And I mean, it, the federal system is such a joke; it should be made fun of. I just, I just think that it's ridiculous how many libertarians are too autistic to understand jokes and mm-hmm. uh, the idea that you can get people interested in the ideas through things that are maybe theatrical. Maybe it's not your um, way to do things, but I just don't see. Yeah. Vermin is street theater, Uh, but do you want to respond to that? Etienne? Um, Well, I'm just saying that I think that if we, you know, I think if we put a, you know, a poll on the website and, and said to the majority of your audience, do you think that the, that the goals of the free state project are, are being advanced by an association with vermin Supreme 
uh, or Aria, I don't think that they would. I don't think that they're that they're going to say uh, yes. Well, that's the and thing. So that's, I don't that, think that is the, like like even I think the majority of your audience. I mean, we could do that. I think tomorrow. we got different goals here then because I don't think that we really care that much about what the majority of any group of large general I'm audiences your own think. Audience. I'm Our audience is mostly audience. people on conservative talk radio stations. We're a, we're a radio show that's heard on 190 uh, radio stations across the week. They're not let's all on. Just radio. don't be yourself, Arya, because other people project. might not like it. Let's just limit it to members of the Free State Project. How's that? Okay. Well, I mean, you're welcome to to go and do that poll, but it's the Free State Project is the ones that brought in Vermin Supreme. So clearly, they thought it was going to be popular amongst their uh, their attendees. But you're never going to you're never going to did that. I'd like to know the, who in or what was it? What would you say? I'd like to know who at the Free State Project was was responsible for bringing it. Like, like I, I've I've asked that to other people, and, no, and nobody has been able to tell me who that was. But I'd be very interested. Oh, to know. Uh, Vermin's been at multiple Free State Project events. I've seen him at the Liberty Forum, and I've seen him at the right. Porcupine Freedom Festival. But do you know so who invited him or anything? I would like to know who's doing. I'm the sure invite. you it's could contact clearly, them. Uh, I mean, it seems pretty clear to me. It's whoever's organizing those events, and there have been different people every year, basically, that have organized those events. They and Vermin, if you're listening, I I will always have a spare ticket to any of these liberty events that you are welcome to but i, do I will formally this, invite you i want to say this about vermin he's he is a polarizing person there are going to be people in the free state project that don't want him to be there and there are people that do want him to be there and there's people that don't want me to be uh at these events there's people that do want me to be at these events and you know what you're never going to make everybody happy um i think Vermin personally the reason why i like vermin supreme is because i think he is funny and i think satire is necessary and i think it absolutely is necessary uh to poke fun at the system and in regards with the libertarian party when vermin supreme was running for president had i been at that convention which i would never torture myself by going to a libertarian party convention because it would just be awful but had i been there i would have voted for vermin supreme simply because the libertarian party was in such shambles they were a joke at that time so why not go all in and put somebody like vermin supreme up as their presidential candidate i mean there's no one better to go up against donald trump than vermin supreme at this point so that's that's my honest opinion about him uh, i think the libertarian party has gone in a completely different direction this year and i think it's for the better but ultimately they are still going to be completely ineffective because they're the libertarians and the the whole system is is stacked against them uh dare uh, Chris, christopher cantwell now this is an interesting character and an interesting story you ought to know uh I don't, well, I don't know if you know this uh etienne but when chris cantwell first came to town when he moved here to new hampshire as part of the free state project in 2012 Everybody thought he was a Fed. Now, of course, it's it's common to pe- for people to think that all the new people are Feds whenever they move to uh, to New Hampshire. That's kind of the joke, but it's also kind of a sad reality uh, to some extent. But Chris Cantwell is that he was advocating violence. Yeah, that's why we thought he was a Fed, um, and he was he he was real smart about it. Though he would come real close to advocating violence, but he would never come right out and say it. So he'd kind of dance around it. He's very, very smart with how he did it. But yeah, you could basically say that about him. And that's what caused the the controversy when he came to town. Odds are, whether he was working for the feds or just being watched closely by the feds, he definitely brought some more federal interest into uh, to the Free State Project. Ultimately, 
Uh, I think the truth about Cantwell is, and this is just for me being close to him and having spent a lot of time with him here, I think he's just a sad, angry man uh, who ultimately is just looking for somebody to uh, pay attention to him and to 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 love him and give him a baby. I mean, that's basically what motivates uh, Chris Cantwell. And I think he became a, a an, an extremist uh, Nazi over the years because he thought that was how he was going to make more money. He figured he wasn't making enough money being a libertarian crass comedian, which is what he was when he moved here. And so he thought he'd be it would be more lucrative to him to become a Nazi. It turned out that wasn't the case uh, for him. But, but as far as Free Talk Live, he got fired as soon as he started acting like a Nazi by Ian. Yep, we did fire his ass. That much is true. But I still care about him as a human being and as a, a minister of peace. And I really do wish him well, and I hope he gets gets better. And uh, nobody in Aria also debated him on Free Talk Live. Yep, that happened too. Um, we're coming up here in moments. We still have Etienne with us, and we're going to get to your calls for him coming up. As we think podcasting our full radio show has been holding us back. Most podcasts aren't two hours long per show, and the constant resetting we do for radio might be turning off podcast listeners. Riley's Daily Digests have been going for years, so we're going to lengthen them and make them our official podcast starting September 1st. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll continue, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. FTL Amps will continue to receive the full radio show with no commercials via podcast through Patreon, so please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Open phones will come later in the show. If you've got a question for Etienne de la Policy Square, he's on the line with us here. And we're going through some of the things that uh, that he thought might be evidence that we could be controlled opposition here on Free Talk Live. And he went through a, a, a laundry list of things. And I've been doing the best I can to address some of these because I, I, have, I have a lot of respect for you, Etienne. You know, we've had you in here in the studio. Uh, you wrote a great book, which is Government, the Biggest Scam in History Exposed. Not only did you write the book, but you keep coming back to it and revising it and updating it. It's a very, very interesting uh, kind of coffee table book that you can just open up to any old page and find some interesting eye-openers, so uh, I do recommend that. Uh, and promotes the Free State Project. And what the Free State Project? I'm sorry. It, uh, I'm, I'm promoting the Free State Project in the book oh, as in the solution section, and I think I've done a real good job of trying to educate people about the Free State Project, and I think there's probably, you know, well over, you know, 100,000 to, you know, maybe even 200,000 uh, views or listens to either podcasts or things that I've been on promoting the Free State Project. And and to that point, uh, I do want to say that the Free State Project is a movement of thousands of somewhat like-minded individuals. Some of them are small government people. Some of them are total anarchists and voluntarists, but people that generally want the government to be much smaller than it currently is, coming together to the same geographic area. In this case, it's New Hampshire, and, and it's been going on for close to two decades now at this point, people migrating 
migrating here to New Hampshire. But there's one thing I want to caution about just generally and not just to you, Etienne, but that in this movement, there are thousands of people. And in a movement with thousands of people, there's going to be everything from undercover federal agents to extremely autistic individuals who don't know how to communicate with other people, don't know how other people are feeling. Uh, and there's going to be uh, angry people like Chris Cantwell, who you know are, may or may not be federal uh, agents. But either well, way, he's in prison. So well, that 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 could just mean he's deep cover. Um, and there's also a theory that he's not actually in prison, and that the feds have him at like uh, what was it? somebody was saying to the other the other day that Chris, they think Chris Cantwell is on Epstein's island mm. right now. <laughs> but so. not Epstein's island, but wherever they sent Epstein. Yeah, perhaps there yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, the, regardless, uh, the point Occam's wanna, razor would suggest that he's in prison, probably in jail. Yeah, um, but uh, anyway. So the point I wanted to make about that, though, is that there's people who don't get along with one another. There's people who have poor communication skills because this is a group of thousands of people, and there's going to be people who do get along and they have great communication skills. But I want to suggest that if you hear something about somebody. Somebody who did something like Arya allegedly having this uh, spat with Carla that you guys buried the hatchet with and you guys are on great terms now and everything's totally cool with. But somebody goes around and says, oh, I heard Carla said this and I heard. Well, then that's just hearsay and then that spreads and it gets really ugly and people don't understand. The best thing to do is to go to the source and talk to that person. And that's why I wanted to talk about with uh, with Daryl Perry. Uh, who you said you called into the show before you'd really met anybody on Free Talk Live, and you had a bad experience with uh, with Daryl, where he apparently hung up on you at some point during uh, during the call. I and don't you know brought how... that up, even though you've now been invited to be on the show well, like three or more times. Regardless, it it stuck with him and it and it hurt his feelings. And there's no doubt that people have have been have felt slighted by some of the hosts and how they've been treated. But we're on not the talking air. about just feeling slighted. We're talking about evidence that someone is a fed. Well, right. well, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that, uh, like, I, I think you would, Bonnie, I hope you would s- say that these are reasonable, like all of these things added together, a no, reasonable no. person might think that this was designed to make the FSP look bad. No, I, I wouldn't that- say that. No, I think they fairly it's fairly disjointed and doesn't really present any kind of picture like that. And there's great explanations for all of it. And I'm saying, had you and I, have you ever talked talked with Daryl like person to person at an event since the time you had a bad time with him on the air? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, so that I think is a mistake in this particular case. Uh, what if I were you? And it's too late now. He actually just left uh, New Hampshire, from what I understand. He got married by somebody who you know. You want to go with a conspiracy theory? The, the theory was this woman's job was to come in and take Daryl away from us, who was one of our most effective. Whether whatever you think about his voice or whatever you think about his activism or whatever, because people have opinions about Daryl too. Uh, in my opinion, he was mo- one of the most effective activists that we've ever had. He was one of those non stop liberty guys like from morning to night he was going and doing something for for freedom and he got married to this uh this woman who has now uh, convinced him to leave new hampshire so it'll be a lot harder to approach him but had you simply gone and approached him at the porcupine freedom festival and said hey daryl you know you don't probably don't remember me but i called in about this issue once upon a time and you hung up on me i was just wondering what was that about and you know what and I wasn't there. I don't. Rem- I don't know what it was. It really doesn't even matter to me what it was because all we have is what your recollection would be. So I have the audio at, at hand or whatever. We could probably dig it up, but it doesn't matter 
because it was probably just a personality conflict. It was probably just you rubbed him the wrong way. Maybe he got up off the wrong side of the bed that day, and he might have just said, oh, man, I was pissed at my co-host at that time, and I took it out on you, and I, and it wasn't fair. It could have been something just simple like that. There could have been uh, something more simple, just like he already made his one point, then Daryl wanted to talk about it. They were moving on. That yeah. happens all the time, well, and people I mean, get called back me, angry. Like I, to me, it seemed like I started dropping truth bombs, and I got censored. Yeah. Well, and to, then in my mind, I'm like going, okay, they're censored me when I'm dropping truth bombs mm. and then because we don't drop been, truth if that had bombs. only been one thing if that had been the only thing then we wouldn't be having this conversation yeah I think we would still be having this conversation because what you just made is an assumption about someone's motives and then instead of talking to them trying to find out what their motives actually were you create this elaborate conspiracy theory in your mm. head yeah, it would have been much um, better to just have that conversation and further free talk lives in open phones thing so I get it when you when somebody feels like they got a short shrift on the air, it sucks. Like you you thought you were going to be able to call in and go for as long as you thought you could go. A lot of people think they can just keep going, and it's like, well, we got a show to do, and we got other callers, or we got another topic that we want to get on, and we feel like the person's made their point. We move on. There's always another night, and we always like to make this point. I'm going to make this point generally. If you've called into Free Talk Live and you feel like you didn't get your point out, because sometimes we get distracted, we'll get off on one little thing that you'll say, and then we'll end the call. And people can take that personally. And it's like, look, we're just doing a show. The phones are open every night. And we we don't have that many rules here on Free Talk Live. But one rule is it's just one call per night, which means you can call the next night. And you can call the night after that. So you could have called back. You could have, you know, when Daryl wasn't on the show and said, hey, Daryl didn't give me the the fair shake. And this is what I was trying to say. And you would have gotten it out probably the, the second time. But I get it. I get where you're coming from. And that leads me to the next point, which was your concern about the news breaks on Free Talk Live. And I always have a tough time even remembering the name of this company. Uh, it's it's uh, just me, so me unremarkable. The news. Uh, let me first, explain. First something. Yeah, yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. I could look it up if Front I really. Front page news. First, first story news. Front... Something like that. Something yeah. like feature, feature. Feature story, story news. That's, it, yes. That's what it is. <laughs> and this gives you an idea of like how little concern I have for this. Yeah, it's a status news package. But I mean, but something has is, to go there. Right. So I, something I has to I think it's hurting the brand. Ian. Well, I, I get where you're coming from. I get it. But the fact is, if there were a libertarian news package, a five-minute top-of-the-hour libertarian news package, I'd run it. And there's proof that that's a true statement because I did run it. I ran Daryl Perry's that he did for something like two or three years until he met this woman and stopped doing it. Uh, And I ran John Bush's that he did until his uh, guy who was putting them together, Brian Hagan, was attacked viciously by a lunatic uh, apparently in his own home and drove him off the air. So we've had multiple libertarian newscasts on this program and the reason that Feature Story News uh, was is on the air currently is because we had Fox News prior to that, which uh, which one's worse or which one's better in, in your mind, but they're both, you know, statist. Well, or John Bush must be a fed, Ian, because he has a he's effective and he has his own little there's, conference. There's so he actually must been be a fed. long theory that John Bush is a fed as well. There's all these theories about everybody who well, he's an effective activist. Yeah. He must be a fed. Well, right. The more effective you are, the more theories there are about you, the more people come, you know, cook up stories and have reasons to, uh, to hate you. So, so the truth is, uh, if there is a libertarian newscast for me to put on the air, I'd put it on. Unfortunately, there isn't, there's nothing out there. And there was one other guy and, and Etienne, hang on. I want to get to these callers next. Cause I think we've addressed, I think we've addressed everything except the Bitcoin thing. 
Um, but there's more coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. We'll continue. And, hey, if you've got a top-of-the-hour news thing, even if you update it once a day, I'll put it on the air. If it's good. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. If you got a question for Etienne, you should probably already be on the line, because we've actually got a few people lined up at this point. Uh, Etienne de la Boise Squared, he is the author of Government, the Biggest Scam in History Exposed, soon to be turned into a two-part book co- uh, covering COVID as well, which sounds pretty interesting. Uh, but that's actually not the reason we're having him on tonight. We're having him on to justify something he said in one of his recent articles over at uh, artofliberty.substack.com. And I, I have to disagree that we were featured in any significant manner on uh, the Anarchist. We definitely did get a mention here and there, and there's some audio used from Free Talk Live. And to be I think fair, twice Free Talk Live was actually named. The other times they just would show you the. Uh, ca- caption would just say news reporter or like use Ian's audio because it was good. Yeah, they used our audio for things here and there. And to be fair, they did in the very first episode, like the first moment, it's it's me doing intro from uh, from Anarchapulco where I actually do say the name of the show. So we've got a, we got a few mentions, but yeah, I mean they, they didn't include really any interviews. I think Mark got like maybe... 10 seconds on camera as as he was being interviewed but nothing significant uh but that said i do appreciate any amount of uh, exposure that, that that we can get so etienne you you've been uh, you gave us this list of things that you said added together makes you suspicious basically that we could be controlled opposition i've done the best i can to kind of address them as as quickly and as effectively as i can um and there was the only one left on the list of notes that i took which was bitcoin and you kind of brought up that it seemed like, and I don't want to you know, put words in your mouth, it seemed like you were suggesting Bitcoin itself was government-created. Is that what you were saying? Well, yeah. So so for, for those in your audience that aren't familiar, the National Security Agency, the NSA, published a technical white paper a decade before Satoshi Nakamoto published his white paper. The white paper was called How to Make a Mint, the Cryptography of Anonymous Electronic Cash, and they outlined essentially the blockchain, the wallet, uh, over a decade before Satoshi Nakamoto did. I thought you said that you don't have proof of that already. No, that that at least is factually true. Oh. I have not read the actual white paper that the NSA released, so I don't know how similar it is to Satoshi Nakamoto's white paper. I don't know how similar the technology behind it is, but it, it does appear to at least be factually true that the NSA did come up with the idea of Bitcoin. But, I mean, the U.S. government allegedly came up with the idea of accountable government. Well, I mean, the cypherpunks have been talking about these ideas for decades, so I don't know if they True. came up with it as much as they published a paper about it to you know make the government aware of it. But just because that happened doesn't necessarily follow that Satoshi Nakamoto was working for the state, right? Uh, well, I mean, the fact that he is... So, so then, there, you know, there's other, like, there's other things that lead me to believe that. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, many of the early... Uh, you know, folks from Joe Lubin, who used to be a vice president at Goldman Sachs, to the Larimers, who are connected to Northrop Grumman IT, Boeing, 
Uh, yeah, we're aware of all that. There's a, there's a documentary out there called Who Killed Bitcoin that is all about how those big money interests tried to co-opt Bitcoin. And that's the reason that Roger Ver and others support Bitcoin Cash and alternatives to Bitcoin rather than Bitcoin itself. That's not news to anyone. Well, and it may be news to people that don't know much about, about Bitcoin, but it's a different – It's there's two different theories, right? So there's the theory – well, at least there's there's probably more than two, but there's sure. two major uh, two major theories. There's the one theory that is backed by nothing but speculation, and that seems to be what you're suggesting, Etienne. Is that is that Bitcoin from the the word go was a government operation, and then there's a way for central bank digital currency. And then the other theory, but there's but there's not really any evidence for that. It's just pure speculation. The other the other one where there is actual evidence is that Bitcoin was co-opted during its first seven or eight years of lifespan, co-opted by big bankers. And this is easy enough to prove. All you have to do is look at uh, the Blockstream company, which was a company that was paying the main programmers that were programming the Bitcoin uh, software back in, like I think it's still true, but it was true in 2015, 2016, 2017 uh, at that time. And you look at the investors into Blockstream and you find a group called AXA Group, which is a major European bank uh, insurance company that has huge tentacles in the, the banking uh, business. And then you find the Digital Currency Group, which has MasterCard as one of their investors. These are two different uh, banking-type groups that invested heavily, like multiple millions of dollars into Blockstream when they did their investment rounds. And so you know for sure that money from bankers was going into the pockets of the Bitcoin programmers. And then it's not a surprise when you find out that they purposely crippled uh, Bitcoin, the software, by not allowing it to scale to market demands. That's the one there's evidence for that Bitcoin was taken over. You you left off that uh, the head of AXA uh, was the head of Uh, Bilderberg. Right. Yeah, we actually mentioned. I I just forgot it for the moment. But we actually just talked yeah. about this within the last few nights, and I mentioned it on I there. So it, at that time. So if you have that factual basis, why even go further into the realm of speculation? With oh, it was it was a government job from the beginning. Why not just stick to the actual facts, which is that you know Blockstream and other big money interests attempted and largely Indeed. successfully co-opted Bitcoin in its earliest days. Uh, so, I mean, I think that there's different competing, uh, so like, I, first of all, I don't think that there's one overarching conspiracy where there's one person that does it. I think it's, it's different factions of organized crime that are, that are, you know, some of whom are involved in media. And no, my question is, why are you wading into the conspiracy realm in the first place when you have the actual facts that you can point to and say, this is what happened after Bitcoin was founded? Because what I try and do for my audience is I try and, uh, and I try and make sense of why I think things are happening and why I think the world is being steered in certain directions. Hmm. And so I could give the I could give the audience those facts, but that doesn't. But help it's not them a fact at that point. Why that uh, that that the banks would want to stall it. Or why that they would, or why the federal government would want to front run exactly to Ian's point. Uh, there were, you know, the the, the uh, crypto anarchists and the cypherpunk community. They were already experimenting with e gold and digital liberty dollars and other forms of of electronic uh, payments. And so, to be able to front run that, get in front of it, and be able to steer it would absolutely positively be of interest to them. But and why would they? 
why would they come out with something that could lead to things like Monero being created? I don't even I I'd never understood this. So you realize that um, the dollar were, is already hold on. I have another point. You are, yeah. the dollar is already more digital than physical. They don't need something to else to get people to accept. Uh, central bank digital currencies. In fact, it doesn't even make any sense because not even 50% of people in America actually use cryptocurrency and they're already about to come out with uh, CBDC. They didn't need cryptocurrency to get people used to central bank digital currencies. Uh, I would disagree. I think that they that, that they made uh, blockchain-based payment systems popular with uh, a great, great many people uh, by the fact that they made some money in it. And I think that that, uh, that gave a large percentage of the population a feel good about uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchain that would not have existed in a way that is beneficial for their plan of central bank digital Most currency. of the people who's, who have made money with cryptocurrency are not just going to jump on board with CBDC. I don't think most of them would. And the amount of people who have made some money on cryptocurrency isn't like a majority of the population or anything like that. And they're actively coming out with articles all the time trying to get people to not um, understand and not get into cryptocurrency. I don't deny personally that conspiracies exist. Obviously, there's plenty of conspiracies. Anytime two people are, are, you know, talking in secret about their plans to do bad things, you generally have a conspiracy. And so certainly there's lots of those with government. But I also think that uh, governments are, by and large, slow, stupid and incompetent. And I, I don't I just doesn't make sense to give them any credit for cryptocurrency i think they were late to the game they still haven't quite figured out what it is and what they can do about it except use as much violence as uh, they can possibly bring to bear but renee is on the line he's been waiting very patiently for almost two hours uh to ask whatever this question is renee you're on with etienne go ahead maybe maybe he's not still on the line it wouldn't surprise (laughs) me if he's not renee his line was still there i guess i'll say renee's line was there renee going once Renee going twice. He may have just set his phone down or something, you know. Yeah, well, I'll check. I'll happen. check with him during the uh, during the news out. here in a moment. Uh, Etienne, can you stay for one more segment so we can get through these callers? I've been waiting for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, hang on. Etienne de la Boisie squared is with us here. Uh, cryptocurrency, you know, and, and I also will say further the fact that we happen to be kind of dragged into uh, Bitcoin. It was thanks to Roger Veer is why we ended up getting into uh, Bitcoin. He was one of our existing advertisers. And uh, and I'm grateful, obviously, for that. But the reason we got in is the same reason most libertarians got in early, which was we saw this as a way to bring down the establishment money system, the bankers and the government, uh, central banks and all that, and give people an alternative and empower the individual. So uh, just being a, a early adopter of Bitcoin, I don't think there's any evidence of being co-opted by the state because the people early on in Bitcoins were mostly libertarians. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. 
thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and phones are open here. If you want to join us, well, they will be open. We still have to get through these calls for Etienne de la Bosse Squared. We've got some people who've been holding on uh, very patiently to ask a thing or say a thing in regards to the last two hours. Uh, we've been talking with Etienne about some um, conspiracy theories surrounding Bitcoin, Chris Cantwell, Daryl W. Perry, our former co-host, Vermin Supreme, the anarchists on HBO, Anarchapolco, uh, and Free Talk and Live, it's, and Free Talk Live itself, uh, and Aria. Yeah, yeah, I'm suddenly very curious. You had asked me during the break if I had more questions for him about this, and I, and I really don't. But I'm curious now: is the allegation that Free Talk Live and you are federal agents and so you've picked me as like this ultra divisive figure who's going to drive people away or is it that Well Chris Cantwell did call you my puppet didn't he at one point? He did. Or yeah. is the allegation that <laughs> I'm the federal agent intentionally driving people away? Etienne is with us here. Uh, go ahead. So I, uh, what I'm saying is that from an outsider looking in um, it's it appears that it's that the whole thing is being used to kind of tar way to dodge the question. What is your opinion project with uh, satanic transvestite priests? Answer the question is Ian the fed who picked me because I'm likely to drive people away or am I the fed intentionally driving people away? What is your opinion? Speculation. What I'm, what I'm talking about is that all of these things put together would lead a reasonable person to think that perhaps there may be an ulterior motive for having a, a transvestite satanic priestess representing. You're such a coward, man. Will you answer a, the damn have question? A, I don't have an opinion on that. Oh, you I just want to spout allegations and go, I'm not, you're Eric Cartman from South Park asking ridiculous questions and going, I'm not making allegations. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> Come on, dude. Have some courage. Well, there are definitely allegations being made here. I mean, the allegation is that we're controlled opposition. No, no, he's not making any allegations. That's not what he's alleging. He's saying the average person, someone else might look in and come to that conclusion. He's way too much of a coward to actually make that allegation himself. Every time he says, like, the average person, blah, 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 he seems to be wrong, in my opinion. I mean, from my uh, perspective, it doesn't seem like the average person would put all those things together and think FTL must be, or Free Talk Live, sorry, must be um, controlled opposition. And also, he said earlier that they are using Bitcoin to get people used to digital money and instead of, like, PayPal and Venmo and credit cards mm-hmm. and online banking... I don't think the average person even knows what controlled opposition is. I mean, I don't think they even think about most of the things that we have discussed here tonight. And our our target audience isn't the average person. We're looking for uh, people who are above average. We're looking for people who 
understand that liberty is important. And I don't think the average person gives a wit about liberty. If you look at the last two years under the COVID regime, it's pretty clear that the average person is just going to do what they're told to do and go on and be a slave. I mean, don't you think that's true? I mean, you're the one who uh, is writing the book. You don't think you don't really think the average person is ever going to come around, do you? Uh, no, so I, I don't think the average person, and I, like I say frequently, I target the intelligentsia because one of the things that I learned when uh, I was in the think tank industry in Washington, D.C. is, you know, you don't have to win everybody. Uh, you just have to win the intelligentsia, and then the intelligentsia drags the rest of society with them. And so I'm going after the intelligentsia. I'm not going after the average person. But I am very, very, uh, I'm very, very worried about the ideas of liberty being tarred either through the association of drug dealers and murder and things like that, uh, you know, uh, and in these controlled opposition uh, operations. And so I'm, I'm, I may be hypersensitive to okay, that's possible. Uh, anytime well, I, I see mean, something that appears to. I want to get Renee on. The, I want to get Renee on here because he's, he's actually there. Like Etienne, we we did find Renee during the uh, the break there, and uh, hopefully he's there this time. He had to call back in. Uh, Renee, calling from Louisiana, go ahead with your statement or question for Etienne. Well, 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 my my opinion or suspicion or accusation accusation is that this is almost like back in the days when people protest about nuclear bombs on one side, but they'll never go on the plane ticket and go on the other side and do that. My question is. Yeah, I know people in government's dirty, but are, do you feel the same way about the Chinese intelligence or the Russian intelligence? I can also accuse anybody writing a book accusing this program or anything being uh, a useful idiot for the Russians or the Chinese. The Chinese are very influential in intelligence in American affairs because they have lots of money. In that's American a, that's affairs. an interesting question, Renee. Thank you for calling with it tonight. Etienne, your, uh, your response? Yeah, so the, the entire thesis of my book is that government was never intended to protect life, liberty, and property. It's a technique for uh, robbing and controlling populations. And it's not so much that it's the United States versus the Russians as it is. It's the government of the United States running these unethically manipulative techniques on their own population to rob and control them. And it's the Chinese government running the exact same program on their, on their people. And it's the Russians running the exact same program on their people. And at the top, they're kind of all in it together the same way that, you know, mafia, you know, families may fight it out over, you know, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, territories and things like that. But at the end of the game, at the end of the day, uh, they're all criminals and they're all using the exact same techniques to rob and control their populations. And so I, I agree with you that the, that, uh, that, uh, that, you know, that the Russians are, the Russian government is bad and the Chinese government is bad. But I, I think I, I think about it a little bit differently than than you're thinking about. It. I, I, think I agree with Etienne about that, about the way that I think all governments ultimately funnel up into the same thing. They're all the same thing. But I've heard Ian and Arya disagree with me on that. I don't think they agree, but I agree with that. I think what uh, Renee meant, however, was that if Free Talk Live is a puppet of any regime, 
it would make more sense for us to be puppets of the Chinese or the Russian government hmm. than the United States. Because we're not doing the U.S. government any favors. Well, but I, have, from a, from, I have said on the air that if the Russian uh, government wants to send me a check uh, for helping <laughs> undermine you know, the status quo here, I'd, I'd love that. But so far, it, it hasn't happened. That's what I understood Renee's question to be. Yeah. Uh, let's move on here. We have uh, Reverend Rat Speed calling from Nevada. You're on with Etienne de la Boise Squared. Hello, uh, sir. Hello, madams. How are you? What's on your mind tonight? I, well, so I've been listening to the whole thing, and I'm trying to keep a level mind on this. It's the first time I'm hearing uh, Etienne as an individual. I understand that uh, there's a certain uh, amount of trust that's been garnered through his writings and work. Um, I just feel that there's a certain level of paranoia that's creeped into his lexicon. I believe that because when we're dealing with counterculture ideas, anything that goes against the norm, anything that rubs against the mainstream, uh, especially when those anti-norms are attacked by the mainstream in what way or another, whether it be through the media or through people with agendas or foul people, there tends to be this defensive reaction to where everything becomes suspect the, the 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 more embarrassing the more concerning the more taboo something becomes even if it's completely not nefarious it becomes part of something that you need to watch for and i really feel that i'm wondering if etienne himself is not falling for the propaganda for, uh, against the people that that are really for him, are really for the same ideals that he's part of. And, and it feels like, I, I, I'll let him respond. I don't want to take off the mic all night, especially since you know, we've been going on for a while. But I just feel like there's certain elements to this that reflect things that I and others have been through before, even in fandom. I remember in 1997 and 1998, in the furry fandom, there was a big push by this group. They called themselves the Burn Furs. And what they were worried about is, well, all of these anarchic, libertarian, very free-minded, very artistic, very taboo uh, things that were going on at conventions, they're making us look bad, and they're giving us a bad name, and our reputations are on the line, and we're losing our jobs, and so they wanted to cleanse the fandom of all of this. <laughs> I mean, it's very arcane, and believe me, look it up, there's a furry manifesto from the Burn First, and it feels like this is exactly what it's saying. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> it does sound similar, though, uh, Reverend. Stand by here. We'll, uh, we'll let Etienne respond uh, in moments. Is it the burn furs all over again? It's Free Talk Live. Yeah! It's Free Talk Live. And you join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Join us online as well over at freetalklive.com. And let's see. Oh, I probably should tell you about Bullion Max because they are a new advertiser we have here on Free Talk Live. And we found them when we had Ron Paul on the show a few months ago. Ron Paul was uh, their newest spokesperson. I thought, you know what, if, the, if, if Ron Paul is who these people want to get involved with their organization, well, we'd love to be on board too. And so uh, they they did come on board, which is fantastic. They're a direct-to-consumer precious metals retailer, 
and they can help you get into gold and silver. Security for your family in times of crisis. You know that gold and silver, precious metals, have kept up with inflation over many decades. And so you can buy direct from bullionmax.com without talking to a salesperson and your precious metal ship fully insured directly to your home. It's fast, it's easy, and Free Talk Live has a special offer to get you started. You can get their Silver Starter Kit at employee pricing by going to bullionmax.com slash FTL. That's bullionmax.com slash FTL. You get five ounces of the most desirable silver products, including a 2022 Silver American Eagle, a Buffalo Round, and a Buffalo Silver Bar. The offer, though, is limited to just one per household, so you can get yours now at bullionmax.com. Slash FTL. We have uh, Reverend Ratspeed on with uh, special guest Etienne de la Boise Squared. Uh, and Etienne, you were talking about some th- various theories. I don't want to recap it all because it was two and a half hours basically in the, of the show. Uh, but anybody who wants to obviously can go to freetalklive.com and, and download it later on. Uh, but Reverend Ratspeed was making the suggestion that uh, this sounds familiar to him. And you were saying that something similar happened in the uh, what was it the furry movement? You said there was a the, what was it the kill? Recap that for me. Yeah, I guess it was a movement, uh, but uh, it was a fandom. I mean, it was a bunch of nerds getting together, college age nerds, and you know when you get a bunch of people, thousands of people together at a convention, wild stuff is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so what people you know in the industry, the animation industry stuff, they started getting burned. They started getting uh, fired from their employees or black employers are blacklisted, and a couple of the most extreme paranoid ones started saying that they, they even went so far as to say that the convention runners were purposefully recruiting these people to come into the convention and, 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 and allow them to run amok and, and have, but it sounds like Etienne is going a step further. It, it sounds like he is actually saying that the people that are going to these conventions like, like uh, Anarchopoco are actually possibly, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like, you're kind of suggesting they're plants that like, like they're coming in to make us look bad. Oh no, no. He's saying the average person might think those people are plants. Well, I don't want to put words into his mouth. Etienne is with us here. So that would be the end of the result. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the unfortunate, you know, reality of our situation is that controlled opposition is a very, very real deal. It's been very documented. Like I said, in in the book, um, uh, the mighty Wurlitzer, uh, how the CIA played America. There's another book uh, entitled uh, Drugs as Weapons Used Against Us, uh, the CIA's War on Activists, Musicians, including SDS and the Black Panthers and uh, Tupac Shakur and individuals. And so because that dynamic is very, very real and because I believe that the voluntarist movement is the most important movement in the world, because for a number of reasons, number one, it, it shines a light on the illegitimacy and criminality of government, number one. And number two, it's the only ism that's fair for everybody. Nobody gets the ring of power. Nobody gets to use violence or extortion on anybody else. Uh, it is a very, very important movement for them to steer and smear. And so if we know that that's the CIA playbook, then and, and we see the movement being, you know, uh, steered and smeared um, and they're running essentially the CIA playbook. I think that it's, you know, I, I don't think it's a stretch to, you know, to, to, you know, to think that it's the exact same thing all over again that they've run on other, you know, uh, activist groups. Uh, we see it a lot. We saw um, uh, we saw uh, um, 
the Tea Party movement get hijacked by Dick Army, Sarah Palin, and $40 million from Freedom Works. Sure. We saw the Women's March on Washington get steered into uh, worthless slogans, acceptance of suffering, and they even dressed the crowd in pussy hats. And so it's it's a real deal thing yep, that goes that on. That is absolutely true. And we also know the FBI infiltrates all kinds of groups as well. Thank you, Reverend Ratspeed, for the call tonight. I do appreciate it. I want to bring uh, Matthew. He's on the line in Connecticut. I think this is the last call we have for you, Etienne, and then we can finally uh, let you go with your night. I appreciate you being here. Uh, Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, first, let me start by saying that I think that Etienne is a very smart person, and I don't doubt his intelligence at all. But I have studied personality types a little bit, and Etienne does strike me as the type that lets his intuition run wild. And that's basically the idea that he's making all um, all these connections, and he's seeing all these similarities and things, and he's picking up on all these on on all these details. And he's um and rather than rather than it being pure logic or pure thinking, he's He's letting these connections that he's making dictate what he thinks is true about things. And, you mm. know, this reminds me of this other guy named Jan Irvin. I don't mm. know if you've heard of him. I know him. But he wrote a book. Uh, he, uh, okay, Bonnie knows him. Yeah, uh, he, wrote a, he, he wrote a book about um, mushrooms? You know, historic, uh, historic use of um, psychedelic mushrooms. It's a kind of interesting concept that mm. they, you know, mushrooms had religious significance. Oh yeah. But this this Jan Irvin guy, he falls into the same category of uh, I think letting his intuition run wild, in the sense that he has this whole concept that the entire psychedelic movement is a total government. Um, CIA operation, and, and he had this, um, I remember, this was a few years back, but he had this whole thing where he was, you know, putting putting these certain uh, key names in certain key places and saying, you know, they were all, um, Terrence McKenna was here in California with, with this guy who was also had the CIA oh, connection, and blah, 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 and, and like, and and his sounds like a real bad thing. trip. He like sounds like he, he yeah, went yeah. down a, the wrong. I'm I'm so glad that this guy's no, bringing up Jan no, Irvin. But what, what, can I quit? Yeah, well, I want to bring you back to talk about I'm it I'm further. Hang I'm on, sorry. Matthew. It sounds I'm very sorry. interesting, but I, I want to just give Etienne a final word here, and uh, and then we'll wish him goodbye and come back to Matthew about the the other gentleman. Go ahead, uh, Etienne. The first thing I'd like to say is that I'd already been working on an invest. So we, we real, it wasn't just me. There were other speakers and attendees, longtime attendees in Arcapulco, you know, starting in 2018 that believed that it was a, uh, a controlled opposition uh, um, operation. And I'd been doing an investigation into an Arcapulco for over a year before the anarchists came out. And since it came out, I've been doing a real deal investigation where I've been talking to people that were longtime members of the Acapulco anarchist community. I've been talking to people that were part of the Acapulco team. And I suspect I you're going to be posting about that on your blog. With right? hard facts, right? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of hard facts in, in, in right. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, and, check him and, out. Hey, we're going to move on. Etienne, the website, though, artofliberty.substack.com. That's where people can find your updates on this very subject, correct? They can, and artofliberty.org and government-scam.com. Hey, thanks, dude. I appreciate all your time here tonight. We're going to continue with more Free Talk Live. We'll continue with Matthew's call coming up.
live, and you can join us here. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. At 603-283-6160, we truly, uh, truly do have open phones at this point. I realize it's a little late in the game. We had a detailed conversation with a, a, an interesting character, somebody who is kind of a friend of the show and also a critic of the show, and, and that's okay. I'm, I'm fine sure. with taking critiques from people that are... Are uh, are also friendly. Uh, the number is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. By the way, uh, there's a conference coming up in October, and our very own Mark Edge is going to be speaking there at the Free Cities Foundation annual conference called Liberty in Our Lifetime. It's happening in Prague this year, October twenty first through the twenty third, and you can attend. They're going to be showcasing autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up around the world and offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. You'll save twenty percent. If you use code uh, FTL20, and then get you uh, 20% off tickets at their website, which is LifetimeLiberty.com. Just use that code at uh, the checkout when you go through Eventbrite. That's code FTL20, and go to Prague, October 21st through the 23rd. See Mark and other great speakers at Liberty in Our Lifetime. Sounds like an interesting thing, but I can't go because I'm stuck in the United States, stuck in New Hampshire, thanks to the federal government. That's okay. They're they're all federal agents at Lifetime Liberty anyway. <laughs> Let's go back. That's to what Matthew. I've learned tonight. You know, everyone is a federal agent. Everyone is controlled opposition. I mean, to be fair, uh, that that is sort of what happens in libertarian circles. There are plenty of people who've accused me of being a Fed. And oh, I've had the accusation too. I was yeah. called a reptilian. Uh, wow, that's th- a different level. There's certainly plenty of people here in New Hampshire that think you're a Fed, Bonnie. Hmm. Let's go to uh, back to Matthew here. Matthew, you were ca- talking about this uh, character Jan Irving or Jan yeah. Irving. Uh, Jan Irving. How do you Jan spell Irvin. the last name? I R V I N, right? Irvin. No, don't okay. get me wrong. Right. Don't get me wrong, Ian. I am a conspiracy. Uh, conspiracy theorist myself, okay. and I also don't think that most things are are uh, coincidences. Mm-hmm. But um, some people would say there are no coincidences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I I'm, I I I tend to agree with that. Mm-hmm. But the problem is this character, like Jan Irvin, and this also this guy who called in tonight, who's tying. Um, he's using. He, he's very smart. He's using his, I don't mean to demean his intelligence. He's using his intuition. He's connecting all these things. And and he's saying to himself, why are all these figures that would make us look bad? Why are, why are they, um, why are they featured here? Blah, blah, blah. But um, what, what he's not doing is he is, he's not considering the fact that there just could be people who arise who aren't who he would expect would arise that are valuable voices um, for the movement. And it's like, and, and he's um, disacknowledging the fact that he has a preset notion of who should be speaking on behalf of Liberty Hmm. and, and who should be the um, uh, people who should quote unquote rightly be speaking in favor of, of Liberty. And he's just, and he's um, he's favoring um, his skepticism, um, and and I, I love skepticism. I'm a skeptic, but he's he's favoring his um, skeptic notion of like, oh, 
why why this person why that person and and he's um under he's um undervaluing the fact that like it it can be coincidence and also you can have very strange people um you're more likely to in the liberty movement have unusual personalities uh divergent uh belief systems because the only thing that unites us generally is the belief that it's not okay to use violence against our neighbors that it's not okay to use the threat of violence I don't mean to interrupt you, Ian, but he, he's assuming, he, um, it's almost like he's unconsciously assuming that you wouldn't have any strange voices speaking in favor of, favor of liberty. But why does he make that assumption? I don't know. Well, it's they, a thing that people do up here, too. Like, if you do anything that is outside of somebody from Alabama's personal norms who came up to New Hampshire, they they often say that, like, you're do you're making the Free State Project look bad. Like everybody thinks Ian Freeman makes the Free State Project look bad. And it's like to who? Ian is the coolest person in the world to me. When I heard Ian on uh-huh. the radio and the free, uh, free Talk Live on the radio, I was like, I need to meet these people. I wasn't like, wow, bad. Like it, they they brought also, me up here. Um, and it's also Bonnie. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's also the question of should you should should you two be policing it's like he's insinuating that you two should be policing who's allowed that on the radio but i do appreciate uh what you're you know trying to say there uh yeah there but this was why my question for him was what it was unfortunately he was too much of a coward to answer it but it was ultimately you know you you don't what uh, you have a trans Satanist here who is a voice for liberty. What is wrong with that? You know, sure, I will push away people like him who want you know the the conservative Christian libertarian mm-hmm. thing going on. That's fine. I'm not trying to reach those people. He can reach those people. Yeah. But what role can I play in this movement, or could Verma Supreme play in this movement that isn't going to upset him? And he unfortunately, an he was unwilling to answer that. He just went right back into, I don't have anything against transvestites, even though I, you know, loaded the front end of the question with, look, I'm not saying you're transphobic and I don't care if you are or not. To me, that mm-hmm. was irrelevant to the question at hand. The, these are the characteristics I have, and I happen to be a voice for liberty. Why are these characteristics, what, what about them prohibits me from being an effective voice for liberty? And it wasn't a question that he was ever going to be willing to answer. Thank you, Matthew. I do appreciate the call tonight. And uh, let's continue here. Tom is on the line in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, a lot of people are concerned about uh, gerrymandering, which is when they draw the district boundaries in such a way as to try to keep one party in power. And I would just like to mention to people who are in the, the issue of gerrymandering my favorite example is the 4th Congressional District of Illinois. You can pull that one up, uh, just say uh, census, and then congressional district maps into the search engine because it's on the U.S. Census uh, website, mm-hmm. the congressional district maps. They, they have some good ones, PDFs, that you can uh, enlarge. And the important thing to remember about uh, gerrymandering is just like anything else, it, uh, the tool of... Uh, get out the vote or voter suppression, is that in 1864, there was a referendum in Maryland 
there was no gerrymandering around because it was a statewide referendum on whether to ban slavery. And, of course, the rule number one, we have to win. Slavery has to be banned. So, therefore, we do not accept the outcome if the outcome is no. Never mind uh, the gerrymandering or the voter suppression. In this case, Confederate soldiers were not allowed to vote in the referendum. But uh, in Maryland, slaves were emancipated in 1864 by using ballots. Meanwhile, in Virginia, slaves were being emancipated by using bullets. Hey, whatever works. We have to win. Okay, so do you have a point about gerrymandering or just saying it happens? And saying, well, I just wanted to bring that one up to people who are in the involved in the issue of gerrymandering, political activists who are fighting gerrymandering. Illinois Congressional District Number 4, you pull up a map of that one, it looks outrageous. Hey, Tom, when are you going to make some more dating advice videos? <laughs> I didn't even know those well, existed until like a few days ago. I, I want yeah, more of them. Well, it's, people need to put up uh, videos like that because some people are, are left out and they don't understand. No, I, I want to see more videos from you. I haven't seen these videos. Are these the old, really old videos of his? <laughs> Maybe a few years old. I don't think they're terribly old. I, I was too busy looking for the map for uh, the Illinois con- Congressional District, and it's not any more like gerrymandered than a ton of things I've seen. But So I kind of missed whatever the hell his point was. If there wasn't one. He wanted to point <laughs> that out. That was it. <laughs> yeah, she's right. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. Lots of calls uh, here in the toward the end of the show, as sometimes happens. So I don't think we're going to get to talk about Karen. We're going to have to hold off on Karen until tomorrow night. But it'll still be relevant tomorrow. But in short, there's a Karen, real-life Karen, real name who is coming after or attempting to take down the 13 state reps plus one, so 14 of them, uh, the 13 who voted uh, for the people of New Hampshire to be able to vote on secession. They voted to not kill a bill. Only 13 of the state reps voted to not kill this bill earlier this year, CACR 32, which, if it had passed, over uh, three-fifths of the state House and Senate would have gone on the ballot and allowed the people to vote on whether or not to declare peace peaceful independence from the United States. And she is now saying these men and I think one woman must not be allowed to hold office ever again. They must be stripped from their existing uh, positions and they must be prohibited from running ever again in the state of New Hampshire for office. So that's what's happening. That's that's the summary. You would think that would be something for the voters to determine. Like if they if they didn't yeah. want this person to hold office, you would think they could vote for someone else. She wants the ballot law mm. commission to determine it. And there's going to be a meeting that they're having this week where they will be talking about this. They're actually going to discuss this. Apparently they are. And so that's why we're going there on Wednesday and they, like, afternoon. Moved it up on the calendar, didn't they? No, nope, it was already going to happen, but they added this to the agenda for uh, for the meeting. So that's the summary, but we'll get into to it deeper uh, tomorrow on the show. But we got to go back into your phone calls and thoughts here. The number is 603-283-6160. How does somebody find Tom Alcier's, uh dating advice, though? Is it easy uh, to do? 
I don't know. Uh, they, even I didn't know this. The about trolls him. in our matrix chat made me aware of it, and I I didn't know about it beforehand. You know, I didn't even know what Tom looked like beforehand, and then I I found it, and it, I began. It's like. It's like a train wreck and that you can't stop watching it because it, it's really bizarre. It's not that he's giving bad advice. I mean, it's not good advice, mm. but it's the way that he phrases it, like just approaching single mothers and taking their babies and being like, I, I've got an experience with this. And for some reason, he wants people to walk around with notepads and pens now because you know, cell phones don't exist or anything like that. And he uses the phrase, uh, write it, right." Write it up. So let's write it up. It's making calendar dates and appointments. It's all very, very weird. Sounds and like Ian. That, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Every time I forget <laughs> about something and miss an appointment, Ian's like, why wasn't it on your calendar? Yes, but that's very different from offering someone the advice of, look, if you go up to this girl in the mall, take her baby from her and say, it's okay, I'm a professional or whatever. <laughs> and then say, let me, let me, let me get your number here on this, on this notebook that I'm carrying around. That is very different. <laughs> okay. So Uganda in our on air chat room on the matrix server at chat.freetalklive.com has the answer. It is apparently on his YouTube channel, which is username Alcier Tom, A L C I E R E T O M, Alcier Tom. Where you can thanks, see Uganda. His advice. Yeah, thanks for. He's always he is Johnny on the spot <laughs> with that that kind of research, and and we we're also talking about he his was the initial fiction. source. Uh, Tom Tom Alcier also wrote erotic fiction, uh, quote unquote. What was it? Libertarian, libertarian, Christian? religious, erotic fiction. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just remember I was saying something, and you said he also wrote erotic fiction, and every thought that I had just vanished. Yeah, let's go to your phone calls here. We've got uh, Penguin on the line in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, um, I've been listening to the uh, show and that whole like uh, two and a half hours with uh, Etienne de la Boise Squared and, and everything. It was uh, really kind of interesting to hear that guy um, go through all his points and you guys debated him because it was just a, such a heated debate. It was kind of fun to listen to from that aspect. But um, I, you know, I don't want. Like, he seems like a very smart guy and a very mm-hmm. warm guy about some things, and like he critiques things that like I would critique as well. But I'm going to lay kind of my what I'm hearing there is kind of this from the libertarian right wing conspiracy theory kind of perspective. It's always like an arms race of who's more red pilled, who's more, more red pills, more red pills, more truth bombs, as he said, Hmm. and everybody's, everybody's trying to, it's the, it's the other, it's actually the original meaning of basically in African-American English. It was the conspiracy kind of like who's behind the this and that but mm. in kind of the African-Americans. That's actually the original meaning of the, of the term. And I know, that's why I used it. It's the same exact thing. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. And, you know, it's the thing is, like, he talk, he's talking about, I'm just going to zoom in on one thing that he said, like, the, the, using the, um, the breaks, the uh, mainstream news um, segments, but, like, you bring in mainstream news articles all the time. Like, every person who's looking for the truth and, and discussing things is linking to news articles or alternative news sources that are linked that are then leaking to news articles and i mean i don't i run a a sort of libertarian uh, media outfit i'm not going to plug it but it's very much like the original influence in that is the ftl and like the lrn um podcast network that really got me to listen to podcasts and everything so shout out to you guys but like i can i can see the conspiracy the so quote-unquote conspiracy and the um you know, the stories and tell you what, who the players are. I can just read the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, 
and just analysis by, you know, libertarians and, and, and non-libertarians in some cases, or, you know, anarchist think tanks, or like uh, more mainstream libertarian ones, and come to a lot of these conclusions. I don't fall down all these rabbit holes where I'm just trying to one-up the next guy on how red-pilled I am and how much, um, how far I am down the rabbit hole. And then it's, it's ironic because he's criticizing like Berwick and like, like, you know, lizard people and all that stuff, but it's kind of the same thing. It's like an, always an arms race. There's always an incentive for more and more red pillory and conspiracy theories behind everything. Mm-hmm. And it seems like libertarianism is so indelibly, it doesn't have to be, but it's often so indelibly like attached to conspiracy theory in the, in the negative sense, in the pejorative sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting analysis, uh, Penguin. Thank you for the call tonight. And that was a good point where he said that even though he criticized David Icke and his rep- reptilians and stuff, it's not like this guy isn't uh, doing similar things, like that he's went down such a rabbit hole that on one of his mm-hmm. articles about the anarchists, he zoomed in on uh, screenshots of... Uh, like a whiteboard and said like this might be a, d- a code for this he zoomed into a little kid doing the rock devil horns yeah devil, devil horns, horns yeah. thing and was like see satanism it's a little kid's hand <laughs> doing that um yeah he just like he seems to be a little far down the rabbit hole himself yeah i mean the people with the uh belief that everyone who uses the the rock symbol of the devil horns is in, involved in some sort of deep satanic conspiracy is just off the rails. How could someone be an adult and like not ever have seen any rock band ever? Right? Yeah. Not, not even in person, just like a YouTube video of people at a rock concert, like half the crowd is doing that. Right. They're not members of the Illuminati. They're just people that like rock music and that's just a thing. In the p- part where he was saying that about uh FUD, I forgot about that too. That's also makes him look just as crazy. Like, oh yeah, you did a satanic rock. Con- it was a regular rock concert, and Arya happens well, to be a satanist, and, and the I'm rest of them. I'm glad he finally got to talk to Arya about that because mm. had he actually gone up to either uh, Arya or Captain Kickass uh, or uh, Michael, who was the the drummer for your band, we didn't say what FUD stood for. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That yeah. was the name of your one one off uh, concert band that you guys performed at Fork a couple of years ago uh, and said, hey, what's the meaning of this poster? I don't get it because, you know, he didn't get it clearly. Well, it didn't change his mind. And well, we don't know. We just moved on to the next topic. But, um, you know, maybe he would have gotten it if Captain Kickass explained, oh, yeah, it's a funny song that I made. It didn't change his mind, Ian, because he was saying, yeah, well, what do you think the average person is going to think? That's what all all his point was, was, well, still, the average person isn't at Porkfest. I stopped caring what the average person thinks a long time ago. And I can't imagine... Being the type of person who cares who what the average person. That's it. Let's talk to Major Payne. He's on the line in Michigan. Go ahead. Hey, guys. You guys are getting way too deep. All right, you talking about fingers, finger signals and such? All right. Everybody take your hand. Take hold us to the shallow your, end. Go ahead. Hold up your first two fingers on the inside and outside of your hand. That means BS. Okay? Now, you take the peace sign, you flip it around. That was during World War II. That was for victory. Victory. He turned it around made it a peace sign, right? Yeah. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about taxation. Taxation. Can you do it in 20 seconds? All right, 20 seconds. Dude, you're hogging me hard. The first time we You called at the end of the show, man. Well, I mean, we didn't have much time for calls, but go ahead. Was uh, Thomas Jefferson wanted a Navy because he had to, our pirates, 
The pirates were stealing our gold. I want to hear a pirate story. Call tomorrow, Major. Call, call in the first hour, and you can tell us all about pirates and ship captains and whatever. Taxation. Taxation. Thomas Jefferson. And so, yeah, if you didn't get in tonight... Or you didn't feel like you got a, you know enough time, or that we hung up on you too soon. The phones are open every single night here on Free Talk Live, and we're here seven nights a week. So you can join us whenever you want. It's just but the major was about to drop a truth bomb. Tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow.